judge a person and it turns out you didn't have the whole story? Ever learn there was a lot more to that story than you first realized? I'm Kimberly. And I'm Rebecca. Join us as we separate the little lies from the big reputations. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, all right. Well, uh, you know, Sean, uh, how have you been since we last spoke here? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Do yeah, anything I, interesting? Actually, yeah. I, uh, I got a really cheap seat, uh, $15, uh, to Carnegie Hall. Went to wow. see uh, uh, Tchaikovsky Symphony and a Rachmaninoff Piano Concerto, and uh, it was pretty cool. That sounds uh, very cultured. Yeah, That yeah. sounds very fancy for something that was so inexpensive. It does. It was quite the deal. I mean, it was a long show, too. So started at 8.30, went to well, a couple hours. So it was great. Yeah. Oh, all right. Cool. Was, uh, and there was even there was a third piece um, by a, a, a younger composer. So, yeah, it was, it was a great show. How about yourself? Nice. Um, you know, well, I've not been doing too much of culture. You know, i uh spending a lot of time at work. And then uh, I started watching a show called extraordinary hmm. uh you know it follows uh some people in a in a reality where after the age of 18 you gain a superpower so some people can fly and things uh this this person doesn't have a power and is uh very self-conscious about it ah. um and it almost feels like a coming of age story for her because she's very awkward about the changes that she's not going through all right all right so a little bit of My Hero Academia, if you're familiar with that. Uh, yeah, no, I could yeah. I could see that being accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who else is probably a fan of anime? Uh, our subject today, Keanu Reeves. You are right. I I do believe that he is he is a big uh, fan about that. Yeah, or of that. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you know, one of one of his movies was made animated. Yeah, you know, there was an animated Matrix. You know, I'm sure everyone the knows him yeah. from uh, you know the Matrix, obviously. Um, so today in this episode, we're going to be discussing Keanu Reeves. Yeah, we'll share some of the things that the media said about him over the years. You know, then we'll discuss how awesome you know he really is. You know, whether or not that's true. Yeah. Finally, we'll update you on where he is now and what he has done and doing for the world. Now, there are some trigger warnings today for drug overdose and accidental death. All right, so let's get into it. Actor Keanu Reeves. He was born Keanu Charles Reeves on September 2nd of 1964. His mother, Patricia Taylor, originally from Essex, England, was a costume designer and performer. His father's from Hawaii and is part native Hawaiian Chinese, English, Irish, and Portuguese. Mm. Um, yeah, that's quite a few. Uh, his parents met when his mother was working in Beirut, of all places, but his father left when Keanu was three. Well, after his parents divorced in 1966, they moved to Sydney and then to New York City, where in 1970 she married Paul Aaron, a Broadway and Hollywood director. They relocated again, this time to Toronto, Canada but divorced shortly after in 1971. However, Aaron remained close to Reeves and Keanu and even ended up working for him as a production assistant when he was 15. His mother married again in 1976, which lasted until 1980, and then again, and this marriage lasted until 1994. 
Keanu grew up mainly in the Yorkville neighborhood of Toronto, which was known as a bohemian artsy area and was also the source of quite a few other famous folks, such as Jody Mitchell, Neil Young, Margaret Atwood, and William Gibson, the author of Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah, which, of course, Keanu was uh, before The Matrix as one of those uh, sci-fi movies that he was in. Keanu must have been thinking about being an actor early on as he took part of a production of Damn Yankees at the age of nine. And because of his mother's career designing costumes, Keanu ended up crossing paths with a lot of celebrities, including David Bowie, Emmy Lou Harris, and Dolly Parton. And apparently Alice Cooper babysat him. That's uh, a pretty cool babysitter. Yeah, that's a Alice pretty cool Cooper. babysitter. Yeah, yeah you School's know, out. School's out forever. School's out. I mean, also, just, you know, you're talking about acting. You know, Alice Cooper, obviously, you know, a musician, but... You know, he's really putting on a show up there, and he's created oh, yeah. this whole persona around himself that's, you know, really intense. You know, it, it's interesting. Uh, I wonder what kind of effect that had on him, <clears throat> although Keanu has never actually openly spoken about it, so no. we don't know for sure. We do know, though, that he struggled in school. He attended four different high schools, and he admits that he wasn't the best student, uh, which could have partially been because he's dyslexic. He was interested, though, in hockey. He was a serious hockey player. Uh, and as a goalie, he was nicknamed The Wall, uh, which is probably a very good thing as a hockey player, <laughs> yeah. specifically a goalie, when your job is to stop things from getting into the goal. You know, you're The Wall. He seriously considered a professional career in hockey, and you got to start young there. But at some point, possibly 15, he decided that he would be an actor. And actually at age 17, he ended up dropping out of high school. But within a few years, Keanu was getting a lot of acting work. Um, there's a ton of stuff, but we'll just try and stick to some of the highlights. Uh, his official acting debut was in 1984 in a Canadian TV series called Hanging In. He was also active on stage in Toronto, playing in Romeo and Juliet and in Brad Fraser's cult hit Wolf Boy. By 1986, he started acting in American TV movies, such as Babes in Toyland. And he made his film debut as a hockey goalie, hmm, go figure, hmm. in Youngblood. It was um, a stretch. Yeah, it was a stretch for him, uh, which starred Rob Lowe and Patrick Swayze. Jeez, what a way to start, huh? Yeah, not a bad... Uh, yeah, Patrick a, Swayze, yeah. Rob Lowe, I mean, jeez. Yeah, and of course, later, you know, we'll get to his next uh, movie with Patrick Swayze mm -hmm. shortly, but... Uh, he went on to star in a few teen drama films, and notably in River's Edge, a super dark and uh, also critically acclaimed uh, film about teen murder, which also starred Dennis Hopper and Chris McGlover. And of course, Dennis Hopper is another future co-star. Yeah, you know, he, uh, man, he started off with a bang. You read these names, you know, so he's with Dennis Hopper, he's with Rob Lowe, he's with Patrick Swayze. This is a good start. Yeah, yeah, you not know, too Right shabby. from the beginning, this guy was kind of on the top, whether or not... You know, necessarily he was top build, which he wasn't. But he you know, was, he was among be. he was he among was a really good be. crowd, you know. Yeah. Um, and from what you know, I'm sure we've all heard in the media, it's who you know. Uh, so that, that that definitely helped him going on in the future. So things really started to heat up for Keanu. You know, if that wasn't enough, he was hot on the heels from a supporting role in the Oscar-winning film Dangerous Liaison, when he starred in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Now, I, you know, I don't know about you, 
like this is what I knew him from as a child. You know, yes. like all of these other films. Um, it's whatever. But Dangerous Bill and Ted's Zons, was like a thing. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I've heard of them. I may have seen them in adulthood. But I, you know, when I was younger, you knew immediately Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah. I mean, you that know? was kind of like a watershed film for, I think, young folks, you know, from our our generation. Uh, I saw it in the theater. I remember it was just, yeah, it was just great film. I mean, it's like tempting Genghis Khan with Twinkies. And <laughs> I mean, there's just so many great moments in that film. Yeah, you know, and starring George Carlin. Yeah. You know, arguably the greatest comedian of all time. Yep. Um, you know, there, there might be some arguments about who's one and two, maybe Richard Pryor. Yeah. Uh, should be in there. Um, but, you know, no but he's in your top. Yeah, he's in your top five. Yeah, easily, easily. You know, also, that's a movie for all time because they're actually, if you didn't know, they're actually in the future uh, and they form a band called Wild Stallions, <laughs> which uh, sa- ends up saving the world. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to... Uh, back to reality now. Um, so after that film, after that smash hit, uh, he starred in Ron Howard's Parenthood, where he first met, who would become a close friend, uh, River Phoenix. And then following up that film, he had Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. He was in, I don't know if it was a hit at the time, but you know now it's it's been parodied so many times in popular culture. Point Break, playing you know, Detective Johnny Utah or Officer Johnny yeah, Utah. Yeah, what, what a name, what a name. Yeah, you know, uh, firing off into the, the sky there, where he co-stars with, again, you know, Patrick Swayze. Yeah, and uh, he, he had apparently never surfed um, before that film and learned to surf, so I, I think it was kind of like a, a preview of wow. like a lot of the stuff he would do, like training for, the you know, all the physical stuff he was doing for roles like speed and matrix etc right you know the the matrix was unique in a lot of ways but you know one of the things that they did was they formed their own like action troupe and he ends up uh, along with other people forming a company of stuntmen essentially that figure out fight scenes for the matrix and other films you know such as uh you know john wick yeah, which but, we'll, we'll get to yeah. which we'll get to but uh you know learning to surf for a small part, essentially, of a movie, you know, Point Break, just shows his dedication. I mean, we're going to talk later about what people think about it, or rather, what was said about him at various points in his career yeah. in public media. But one thing you don't hear, at least initially in his career, is that, you know, he's a really dedicated actor to the various roles that he does. Uh, following that, he has uh, My Private Idaho uh, with River Phoenix again. These all came out back to back to back. Yeah. So at this time, like at this point, like he, I don't think he really realized it at the time. I remember reading an interview somewhere about that when I was, I was doing a little research and that he just, he kind of didn't really realize how famous he had kind of become. These, all these movies had come out, you know, back to back to back. And I mean, those are some, they're, they were pretty, some pretty hope. They're heavy hitters. Yeah. Some pretty high profile stuff there. Now, intermixed with all of this, you know, while all of this is going on, somehow, you know, in 1991, uh, he's at a supermarket, and while he's there, he runs into a gentleman by the name of uh, Robert Mailhouse, who is wearing a Red Wings jersey, and he stops to talk to Robert Mailhouse, 
And um, supposedly, we don't know if this is true. Uh, he supposedly said this in an interview, but I wasn't able to confirm it, that he was asking if, you know, Robert Mailhouse uh, needed a goalie for, you know, a pickup hockey team. And apparently he didn't need a, uh, a goalie. Uh, the wall. The wall right. was looking the, for the some wall, work. The wall was looking to get back into action. But, uh, you know, n- n- there was no coach to call him up. But they became friends and they started talking. And one thing led to another. And they formed a band called Dogstar. So this is in 1991. He forms a band with this guy, Robert Mailhouse, through all of these movies. And he starts making music. And they ended up opening for uh, David Bowie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they had met, or rather, uh, Keanu had met David before through his mother. Yeah, who designed costumes for, for uh, David. So, yeah, pretty cool. Um, and so at this point now, he's he's doing what, Bram Stoker's Dracula, which yeah. is, is, is I, I mean, I love that film. Uh, then, you know, he, he Much Ado About Nothing uh, and Speed. Now, much, much Ado About Nothing, he was... He was definitely heavily criticized. Like he got a, like people kind of picked on him for his role. I think he he was nominated for um, was it the 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 Razzie? Yeah, the Razzie. Yeah, um, uh, for that and and that kind of plays into like a lot of what people were saying about him kind of prior to uh, modern times. So if maybe if you're a bit younger uh, than we are, you don't really realize what people used. To, he used to be kind of like a punching bag for people. Um, yeah, people used to think of him as uh, sort of a dullard with no. Yeah, or I mean, I, no I think it was more media. Acting. I think people always liked him, and, and people really responded to his. his he was his, written his about as role. if he were. He was written about that dullard. way, but I mean, there's a reason that he's working with all these amazing people. Right, it's because right. you know he has something to bring to the table, and then you had Speed, and Speed was like kind of like I think a really like a big big movie. It was just a massive commercial success. I think it was it was nominated for Oscars on technical in technical categories. Right. Um, but during the filming of Speed, you know, River Phoenix, who was Keanu's very close friend, uh, tragically died of a drug overdose. Yeah. Uh, and I think I think apparently at the time the filming schedule had to be adjusted, uh, or they did they adjusted it to allow Keanu to to mourn. Uh, and yeah, and he's uh, you know River Phoenix is someone who uh, you hear about. Over and over again, and, you know, now his brother has uh, risen to prominence with the Joker, yeah. or at least in in popular culture today. Uh, and you wonder where he would have been if, you know, he had lived. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, um, it was a shocking death, I remember, you know, because he, he was a really, he was kind of a, a, you know, like a rising star. And, you know, he was, of course, he, everybody knew him at that time from being in Stand By Me originally. And he was just kind of mm-hmm. coming up through the, you know, he was... You know, he was definitely the the next big thing. Right. Uh, he was already a big thing. I mean, really, but uh, and his death was was a big deal at the time. I remember. Um, yeah, but that you know, that didn't stop Keanu. After that, you know, after uh, the death of River Phoenix, Keanu obviously continued acting. There was another film that he did now after that called uh, Devil's Advocate. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen Devil's Advocate? I, I saw it in the theater. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, I'm old school, so Damn, I'm, I'm right. old and old school. I've, I've been a Keanu fan for basically since probably Bill and Ted. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I actually did see it. I saw The Devil's Advocate in the theater. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I had seen it once a long time ago, and I've watched it twice recently. 
Uh, you know, this this movie stars uh, is that Al Pacino and uh, Charlize Theron. Yeah. Two big names, uh, certainly. One criticism that people have of Keanu Reeves is that you know, he doesn't deliver lines with feeling or that he, he seems uh, deadpan in situations that should call for more emotion. But I would encourage you to watch uh, <laughs> yeah. this film because there's, there's no lack of emotion no. in this movie, The Devil's Advocate. It's a crazy movie. It is a very crazy movie. Possibly there's the devil, but it's also maybe just lawyers. It's a movie about lawyers. Yeah. So, you know, they're maybe not all nice people. Yeah. And actually, Keanu took a pay cut of several million dollars uh, to make room uh, for the budget necessary to bring Pacino onto the project. So, again, it kind of reflects on his character. and Right. You know, there he is on uh, Point Break, putting in the work, learning how yeah. to surf. And then here he is in this movie, yeah. deciding that it would be... Better for the film to have Al Pacino and that he'd like to work with that individual and deciding that it didn't matter that uh, he didn't make so much money. Yeah. And then comes The Matrix. <laughs> yes. The Matrix. Then, I mean, we could we could probably talk for hours about The Matrix. Um, yeah. As everybody knows, Keanu plays yeah Thomas Anderson, a.k.a. Neo, who discovers that humanity is trapped inside a simulated reality created by intelligent machines, widely yeah. considered to be one of the greatest sci-fi films ever made. I think its impact is hard to understate. I think especially if you're younger. And I, I mean, it had a huge impact on me when I saw well, this, it. This movie now, I, I wonder about uh, people in, you know, Gen Z. Because they won't, I don't think that they'll ever really understand exactly how groundbreaking this movie was. No, you can't unbreak that um, egg. Because, you know, like the, the there are scenes where this thing called like bullet time. Where time slows yep. and literally you can see bullets coming at you. That had never been done before. Like that idea of slowing down shots to like show ripples yep. and show these things. That had never happened. Literally not once. But the fight scenes. I mean, the, I remember yeah. when he fights Morpheus. Yeah. And like the the music, the the, the action mm -hmm. choreography. Yes. Wu Ping. I mean, what, what was Outside this? Outside of Shaw Brothers films, which were throwaways. You know, they hadn't been produced to death. You know, you were used to seeing that sort of fighting in kung fu films, but highly choreographed, like horrible uh, fight scenes, hand fights, yeah, uh, did not happen yeah. in a, in American cinema in this way. This really did set the tone. And now it's funny, you know, when you watch it, a lot of it looks hokey. It looks like, oh, this has been done before. But what you don't realize is this is the thing that started it. Yeah, you know, the Matrix started the done before. It is the before. Yeah, I mean, it blew my mind. Um, I, I never forget this. I remember I it was my my sister's boyfriend at the time uh, ended up being her husband. Hmm. And uh, me, him and a, a few of his friends were going to the movies and we had a toss up. And the Matrix had just come out at the same right. time. The Phantom Menace had come oh. out. And so we debated which one we should go see. Well, definitely not the Phantom Menace. Well, that's what we went to see. So I oh, bitterly no. regret that. But I, I did get to see. Um, the Matrix a little later on before it came out on video and stuff like that. Okay. But, uh, but I mean, it was just, it, it just completely blew my mind. But anyway, we should probably start, stop fanboying yeah, about I mean, uh, The Matrix. But I mean, Keanu will be a legend for that film alone. Just that alone. I mean, um, we've already talked about so many like legendary films, like, you know, these cultural, they're right. like, they're just cultural touchstones events. You know, yeah, they're, on, they're, they're, they're touchstones basically. 
But so I guess to kind of tra- to touch on some of the tragedy in um, Keanu's life, it was like around around this time, you know, of the Matrix, he began to date um, Jennifer Simi. And so the, the, they dated for a while. Um, she eventually uh, became pregnant, and but the child was stillborn after eight months of pregnancy. Yeah. Uh, then the the couple temp they temporarily separated. You know, it's hard when you lose a kid. So I'm yeah. sure, yeah. So they separated temporarily after. But they reconciled and they began seeing each other again. But tragically, uh, she was killed in a car accident on April second, two thousand one, in L.A. Kiana was a pallbearer for Simon, and she was buried next to her their daughter. That's some uh, pretty tough stuff. Yeah, you know, obviously that's. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure you've seen. Uh, there's been a meme in popular culture. Again, we'll get into this later, but there's been the sad Keanu yeah, meme, sad him Keanu sitting there meme. eating the sandwich. Yeah. There's been a lot of sadness. You know, he loses his friend River Phoenix, and now we get to this where yeah, and the whole thing with his father abandoning and uh, his father know, left. Yeah, basically he had drug issues, and um, obviously his mother was kind of unlucky in love, and you know he moved like he probably he had a, he moved a lot as a kid, right. and so all that. Kind of a lot of instability, changing schools. Yeah, a lot of instability. Plus, he's dyslexic and doing all this stuff. And but yeah, I mean, he's he keeps going. He was the wall, and he's Neo, and yeah, Johnny Utah. He's uh, he's resilient. He's obstinate. Yeah, he's kicking ass and taking names here. So following that, you know, he did the second and third Matrix sequels, uh, along with a movie called Something's Got to Give with Jack Nicholson and Diane Keaton. Oh, personally, not my favorite film. No, but I mean, you know, he he worked with Jack Nicholson. It's not because of Keanu. No, no. I didn't care for it in general. Uh, I've actually never seen it. um, Full full disclosure. Yeah, full disclosure. I've never seen that film, but. um, Well, you know, in my opinion, you don't need to. All right. Well, I'm. My dis- keep yeah. it pushing. Yeah, well, we'll just. You've lived till now. Life is short. Without having seen it, I think you'll be fine. So, following that, uh, he was in Constantine, which was a box office hit, uh, despite the fact that it didn't do so well review-wise. Mm. Uh, let me just check here. I'm gonna You're look looking on at the tomato Rotten meter? Tomatoes. Yeah. It, I really think that this movie didn't do too well. Okay. So, we've got a, a 45 yeah, that's, here on Rotten Tomatoes. That's not great. Uh, which isn't great. It's better than I thought it would be. But um, people liked it. I mean, lots of good movies get, get not so poor great critical rating. reviews. Yeah. That's true. And and of course, when I think when um, Constantine was made, mm-hmm. th- like Rotten Tomatoes wasn't a thing, and there wasn't this huge aggregation of critics. There weren't as many critics. It was kind of a different culture back then. So they're just kind of collating a whole bunch of data from the time and just kind of. Right. Estimating what the tomato meter would be, but it might be different today. Who knows? Right. You know, probably they just had Roger Ebert and maybe yeah. one other person. <laughs> uh, after starring in a scanner darkly, things began to take a tip, a dip, excuse me, commercially for Keanu. Uh, one bright spot was his directorial debut, the martial arts film Man of Tai Chi in 2013, which received positive reviews critically. Even John Woo liked it. Uh, yeah, uh, but didn't make a ton of money in the box office. Yeah, I think it made like $5.5 million or something like that, and it was like a $30 million. Yeah, uh, so it was a commercial failure, yeah, it was a commercial failure. Have you seen it? Um, I have, actually. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. It's like, it's not going to... Don't believe so. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It's it's worth a watch, for sure, especially if you like Keanu. Well, um, I, you know, I, I don't... You know, I, I like Keanu, but... Uh, 
and I apologize, I'm going to mispronounce his name probably. Uh, there's an actor in this film named Aiko Uwais, and he's a he's from Indonesia. He's an amazing actor. Specifically, he is an absolutely phenomenal martial artist. Have you ever seen the film The Raid? Oh yeah, it's a sea lot stuff. So he is yeah. the he is the head character in The Raid. He's the yeah, head yeah. character in Raid Two. I mean, yeah, Raid Two. This is guy is nothing if not tough, and just he has an insane amount of cardio ability. Yeah. Um, so while I've not seen Man of Tai Chi, I would imagine that it's a very fun movie. Yeah, it's cool. It, it's it's definitely a fun watch. But yeah, I, mean, I actually I studied um, Indonesian martial arts. Uh, I studied. Oh wow. I studied uh, mainly what they call penjak silat. Um, so I remember when the raid came out, I was like, oh man, I can't wait. There's actually going to be silat in a film uh, because it's it's very rare. It was very rarely up until that point um, put in a film. Uh, but anyway, that's just. Uh, information about me and that of course all this that brings us to 2014 it doesn't seem like that long ago Keanu's resurgence is John Wick mm -hmm. it doesn't seem that long ago I remember I went to see that movie by myself I remember it's like oh this looks really good I want right. to go see it and I went up it was the uh, Cobble Hill with oh, the, nice. the Regal that used to be there sadly closed you know in Brooklyn and uh, oh man it was just it blew me away of course that spawned three sequels and then since then, uh, Keanu has kind of been, he's been dubbed the internet's boyfriend. Uh, right. It seems like every other day we're seeing some new story about how nice Keanu is. Yeah, about something positive. That's that not a bad thing these days, I'll tell you that. No, um, you know, thankfully, you know, I say this because, you know, I enjoy Keanu. He's never been accused of anything. Nope. Um, but to that end, there's also not a whole lot that's known about him privately, you know, I he doesn't tend to talk about himself yeah. a lot, um, and he's really managed to separate his private life or really anything having to do with him from the public eye. Yeah, I think it's partially because he's kind of so old school. Um, he came up in, in Hollywood and, and kind of before the generation of social media uh, and everything right. that goes along with it. So I think that really helped him maintain his, his privacy because I think it's all about sharing everything now, and that's sort of the culture. Yeah, I think he also was helped by the fact that he grew up around all these, you know, big people in Hollywood. Yeah. He grew up around popular musicians. Mm -hmm. I mean, Alice Cooper was his babysitter. You know, probably all of them have given him good advice on how to keep yes. your private life separate from the public. Yeah, and he had some hard experiences, you know, as a, as a young man. And so I think that probably grounded him and it... It led him, once he finally was stepping into these situations, yeah. he kind of didn't lose his head and he kind of had a really good sense of perspective because he, you know, he was familiar with kind of some more, some darker, the darker side of life, you right. know. Um, now, now his one, his one, you know, not one, I mean, there are other forays, but uh, one of the biggest recent forays into to public life is the one that I mentioned where there's a photo of him. He's sitting on a bench with a sandwich and he looks very sad. Yeah. Uh, and now it's a meme called Sad Keanu. If you were to Google it, you'd find Endless. Yes. And uh, he has a fan club on Facebook that has declared June 15th is Cheer Up Keanu Day. Yeah. He was, he went on to a late night show and he said, man, I was eating a sandwich. I was some, I was thinking, you know, I had some stuff going on. I was hungry yeah. of the photo. Uh, so for him, it was just another day. But for the internet. It was the beginning of Sad Keanu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it just... 
when you're so starved, you've got to take any photo you can get. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, I think it, it, it's kind of messed up that, like, you, people are following you everywhere and taking photos of you. Like, sometimes yeah. you have a tough day and you just want to eat a sandwich. And when you're a, a movie star, you have to deal with having a meme of yourself. But he yeah. seemed to take it in stride. Yeah, you know, and actually, you know, of the sad person memes, you know, I think his was probably the better. The other notable recent one is uh, Ben Affleck. Yeah. Uh, looking sad having a cigarette up there That's in like Boston, a little, It's just kind of a little more banal and soul-crushing. Keanu's like, right. it's kind of like a wholesome sadness. Right. And like everybody can kind of relate to it. I think he's a lot more relatable maybe than Ben Affleck is. Yeah. Um, in, uh, in a general way. But, you know, so that that's... That's one thing that's happened recently, but, you know, going back in time, uh, you know, the, the media perception of Keanu was as a, uh, like a sort of emotionless, like bad line deliverer, yeah. you know, somehow he got all of these acting gigs and people loved his movies, but people loved his movies. The media, for whatever reason, uh, like to portray him, uh, differently. I guess now we'll kind of get into his big reputation which is almost kind of gone now yeah but yeah it's taking care of itself i'd say yeah because you know social media and stuff and like stories get around but yeah he was always kind of the butt of jokes and um yeah like you were saying he's not smart he's this wooden actor and this and that and you know like it's mostly all gone away but i think a specter of that has resurfaced recently actually oh randomly with um uh, friends uh, star matthew perry came out with a memoir okay. where That's he kinda, chandler uh, i've never who, i've never watched friends know. so i know that probably makes me weird but uh i i don't blame you i've never watched it nor will i don't have no plans to watch it no offense to You're anybody not, who know, likes it it's, it's just you're not missing much. It's linked yeah. into popular culture so much yeah. that whatever. Yeah. I'm sure it's had, funny, funny. And, and, and stuff, and there's a reason that everybody loves it. I just never happen to watch it. But anyway, yeah. I don't love this, which is where he uses him as this kind of nasty punchline. So okay. I'll, this is a direct quote from the book, and he uses it for a few different people that, that passed away. It's okay. like River Phoenix was a beautiful man inside and out, too beautiful for this world that turned out. It always seemed to be the really talented guys who go down. Why is it that the original thinkers like River Phoenix and Heath Ledger die, but Keanu Reeves still walks among us? Wow. I mean, that just kind of, I mean, I don't know any of the people involved, but it just kind of makes my blood boil. And yeah, on mean, top of the fact that like that's that was like, you know, his probably his best friend at the time right. when he passed away. I mean, you know, I mean, this, is, this is almost the equivalent of saying, you know, it should have been you. You know, yeah. He came out, he wrote a book, and randomly called out Keanu Reeves to say, actually, the person who should have died was you, Keanu. Yeah, it's kind of messed up. I mean, I, I think maybe he didn't get the memo that everybody actually loves Keanu Reeves, well, uh, I mean, because he'd been kind of <clears throat> out of the out of circulation for a while. I don't know, maybe, maybe Matthew Perry was looking for, uh, I don't know, some extra heat, yeah. maybe sell a couple more books, because yeah. I also, not for nothing... But uh, I don't know. Matthew Perry is this heavy hitting actor. No, I super mean, super great think, judge of character. I think while well, he was doing all this stuff or whatever, you know, Keanu was too busy, you know, acting for Francis Ford Coppola and Catherine right. Bigelow with Al Pacino, Jack Nicholson, you know, the Wachowskis, et cetera, et cetera, right. et cetera. You know, um, so. Eh. 
But but and and to Keanu's credit, I don't think he's responded at all publicly to it. So he's just keeping it classy. I think that's kind of again speaks to his uh, his character and why everybody right. loves him and he's the internet's boyfriend. There there wasn't a huge you know it's hard to say now that there's this negative perception of Keanu Reeves, but there definitely we swear was, there was. Though. There definitely you know was. the internet wasn't as big then, so. I feel like a lot of it was in print, and yes. it, you know it's been sort of scrubbed. But there was definitely a negative uh, a perception of Keanu. Uh, they they felt like his character in Bill and Ted was him. his character in every film, and actually him himself. Yeah. Yes, but it's like imagine another actor in, in any of these big roles that he's in. It would right. be like anybody else is Neo. I think actually originally Will Smith mm-hmm. was was who the Wachowskis had in mind. Wow. For a Neo. Um, That'd but, be a completely different movie. Well, do you know what movie that Will Smith actually decided to do instead? Uh, no. Wild Wild West. Oh, my God. I'm so glad he did <laughs> Wild Wild West. Oh, wow. Yes. So, yeah. So, Wild Wild West was good for something. Yeah. Um, I mean, also... If he didn't do Wild Wild West, what would have become of that movie? And where would we even have that song? Yeah. Who was going to make that song? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's uh, that that's a lot to unpack right there. But yeah, it's just kind of I guess that's a fun little fact. But yeah, you think about you think oh, he can't do this, he can't, but you think of anybody else in these roles. Right. But and then but people aren't saying that about him anymore and like people are just clamoring for more more Keanu right. and more Keanu and John Wick 4 has just been released. Um, people are going bananas over it, and yeah. they want John Wick Five. You know, they're already talking about. You know, if they can we make it, do it work, again. we need to find a way. To, yeah, yeah, find a way. I've not seen it yet. I am seeing it Thursday. Yeah, you have plans to see it. I have plans to see it Thursday. So I have a friend I'm, who I'm saw excited. it uh, last weekend. I'm, you know, I don't know when I'm going to see it, but I'm definitely going to see it in theaters. It's very yeah, exciting. yeah. This is this was at least the perception. Of uh, Keanu Reeves here. Beyond that, maybe but, we should talk about some of the stuff that people might not realize or, or and yeah, know and, you about know, some him. of the good things that he's done. Mm-hmm. Keanu uh, has donated $31.6 million to the fight against leukemia, uh, which was partially inspired uh, by his sister Kim's eight-year battle with the disease, which... You know, he supported her during. He also anonymously has a private foundation uh, that helps aid cancer research in children's hospitals. He also co-founded Arch Motorcycles, uh, which builds and sells custom motorcycles. He's a big motorcycle guy. And actually, Chad Stahelski, who's the, he was Keanu's stunt double in the Matrix movies, uh, also the director of the John Wick films. He says, like, Keanu's a way better, like, motorcycle rider than he is Hmm. so he's he's big on the motorcycles okay keanu after filming the matrix made quite a bit of money supposedly he made around 156 million dollars um off the first matrix film not too shabby Uh, now the people who worked on that film specifically the people who did the costume design and the special effects made some money, but not very much. And Keanu felt that he had made far too much money on this film and that that wouldn't have been possible without both the costume designers. You know, if you've seen the film, it is very visually stunning. Their outfits are amazing. 
and obviously the special effects teams uh, who he would go on to take uh, into films like John Wick, but also to create his own uh, sort of special effects house. But he took $75 million from what he was paid and split that amongst the costume designers and special effects teams that made that movie, The Matrix. And actually, that made them all millionaires instantly. There were 75 of them, so he gave them each a million dollars. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, I was reading online. Like, I wasn't, I saw conflicting reports about that. Like, oh, this, it's true. It's not, I wasn't well, the, really sure. Yeah, the, the things that I've seen that have been conflicting was whether or not he gave uh, 70%. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. You're, you the are 70% right, yeah. number is the number yeah. that's thrown around. Some people say that he gave 70% of what he made off the mm-hmm. Matrix to various foundations or to people that he worked with. But the, the one thing that I've seen consistently is that there is a $75 million number mm-hmm. that breaks down to the mm-hmm. 75 people that he worked with yeah. on The Matrix. Yeah, that's, um, pretty, uh, that's yeah. pretty outstanding. I mean, he's never, he says himself he doesn't really, he doesn't really care about money. I mean, I guess when you have a lot of it. it but that helps. But It, it know, helps. He, but He did that also in that movie uh, uh, that we were just talking about, Devil's Advocate. Yeah, yeah. Where he took a pay cut to allow... Al Pacino to be cast. Yeah, I mean, you get the impression he's not he's not one of these people that, you know, he's not spending a quarter million a day, you know, he doesn't live outrageously. I mean, that's the impression that you get, you know, he just seems kind of like a regular guy. Right. Uh, except he's fucking Keanu. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, pardon my French. Yeah, you know, um, and maybe regular guys don't found uh, motorcycle companies. Yeah, but, yeah. You know. Regular guys are entrepreneurs. Regular people yeah, are entrepreneurs. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that makes yeah. sense. And he's actually uh, written two books, oh? uh, Ode to Happiness and Shadows, both in collaboration uh, with the artist Alexander Grant, who is also uh, now his longtime girlfriend. I think they met in 2009 originally. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so she, she's a, like, a, an, a, like a multidisciplinary artist, I think. And so... Uh, she did the illustrations or, or paintings, or, and then he did the um, he did the writing on the books. He, you know, one thing he is is you know private, which again we've mentioned. So you're not going to find a whole lot uh, about them together. No, um, it just I mean that was, it was just kind of just recently revealed. I think. Yeah. But yeah, but here's Keanu. I mean, now Keanu, he's what fifty eight. Yes. So he's 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 dating a woman his own age. Imagine that. That's. I, now, this is, I don't know if it's, uh, the word is hyperbole, uh, uh, but it's certainly an assertion of mine that uh, that seems rare. Yeah, it seems rare. And I think it's refreshing. But also, I think when you, if you, if you kind of look up um, Alexander Grant and, you know, she's like, a, right. you know, super high, highly educated, sophisticated, it, it kind of speaks to like his intelligence and what, mm-hmm. what he needs out of relationship and, uh, the fact that she's with him, I think, speaks to probably his, you know, everybody's calling him, like, thinks he's like, you know, like an airhead or something. But clearly, he's Clearly, not. there's more going on. There's a lot more going on uh, yeah, underneath uh, the surface. People judge a book by its cover. I don't know frequently. who said this, but uh, still waters run deep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so one casting director who's worked with him is quoted sure. as saying, uh, the reason Keanu has starred in 60 movies, I, I have no idea if that's accurate. If it's, it's probably more It's by probably now, more at this point. Um, is that on top of audiences directors love him co-stars love him crews love him he's always prepared he's always on time considerate communicative caring there's no one whose name he doesn't know or hasn't had a conversation with you know that 
that is, you know, kind of rare, especially now when we hear so many stories about how just nasty certain people are. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the first name, whenever you hear, whenever I hear about an actor being nasty, the first name that comes to mind is Chevy Chase. Yes. Uh, who is Fuck notoriously <laughs> difficult to deal I mean, with, they'll racist. Probably, they'll, yeah, the, they'll the probably list edit is long. this out, but fuck that guy. Yeah, no, not good. <clears throat> no. Um, so, yeah, you know, hearing hearing that Keanu is a, a, a personable individual who people enjoy working with, you know, that, that's good to know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it certainly bodes well for his career. Um, He's doing all right. Yeah. You know, now on to just Keanu in general, uh, these John Wick movies. You know, he's a he's been very generous with his fans. You know, he's mindful. He takes selfies with people. He signs photos. You know, he's he's not a person who uh, turns down someone when they approach him to say hello. You know, not to say that it's never happened. But, you know, that's not usually what he's known for. He, he's generally appreciative of the people who enjoy him. Yeah, and I think I, I, like I saw something about he was just lugging, like, heavy gear around for the crew on, uh-huh. on, on, on uh, the John, like, I think John Wick 4 or something like that. He was just helping the crew, like, move right. stuff, you know. There's some, you know, I won't mention any, I've heard stories and, you know, uh, uh, but, uh, you know, some people, they can be prima donnas and they won't sure. even, they won't even... They're not going to leave they, their trailer. They, they'll just stop and wait for someone else to just move something that's in their way when they could just walk over it or pick it up themselves. And, right. And so it's just, you know, hey, he's just a normal guy just trying to, you know. He's helping good. out. He's helping out. He's doing like the that, natural yeah. thing. What's that song that you learn in childhood? Clean up, clean up, everybody do your share, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he, he, I think he, he's doing his share and more. We can maybe talk about uh, his his you know his cultural impact, his legacy, uh, sure. causes he supports. Well, I mean, you know, his legacy, I guess, as we mentioned earlier, uh, leukemia and cancer research is something that is very personal to him. Having a sister who's gone through that, and he's contributed significantly with donations and setting up his own foundation to help support research and aid. Um, certainly, anything that they come up with, any help that they've been able to provide, will be. Uh, a lasting legacy of his. Yeah, and and he um, he actually had the honor of um, being banned on a number of Chinese streaming services uh, because of his so- support for Tibet. Um, hmm. Every year, Philip Glass puts on this concert uh, at Carnegie Hall, um, okay. Tibet House U.S. Um, as a benefit for the organization Tibet House U.S. Nice. And so he read uh, "Pull My Daisy," and actually, uh, David Amram is the composer. I've actually. I know David, and I've I played with him I, oh, yeah? on an album with him. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I've actually played "Pull My Daisy" with with David Amram. It's pretty cool. It's anyway, a small world. That's it's a small uh, that's world. What, so that's two degrees that's, of Keanu Reeves. Yeah. People. So that's I, my my very very tentative connection. I'm to now Keanu. three degrees from yes? Keanu Reeves, sitting go. in the room with you. This feel man. even closer now. Thanks, um, Sean. <laughs> you're welcome. Reeves has also won four MTV awards. He's received two Best Actor nominations at the Saturn Awards. He was nominated twice for People's Choice Favorite Male Movie Star and Favorite Action Movie Star for his performance in John Wick 3 Parabellum. And in September of 2021, Taekwondo Live magazine deemed Reeves the number one martial arts movie star in the world based upon his multiple films in the genre, their popularity, and massive box office gross. 
Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to argue with that. He's he's pretty visible. Yeah, you know. To be fair, though, I feel like it's a technicality. A lot, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of the awards mentioned here. You know, you didn't hear um, the Academy Awards, nope. but the Academy uh, isn't necessarily known for rewarding action films. No, um, or even things that are necessarily popular with the public, but not critically acclaimed. So yeah. you know, you're not going to see his name appearing there, unfortunately. No, I mean you never know. You know he's he's there's still time. he's still fifty eight years there's time. young. Yeah, so there, there's time for him to be nominated for something. I think there's been chatter about. Um, I read an interview with um, the director John Wick for uh, Chad Stahelski, and mm-hmm. he was talking about how they really want to try to get um, like stunt work into the Academy and the the Academy Awards, and so they should there should be some kind of award or awards given for right. greatness in in stunt work because it's a huge part of yeah. of the entertainment industry and the movie industry um and it's something that's sort of not really appreciated uh, on that level i think yeah um, well that you know if, if you know you're talking from the matrix where you know they established a whole new set of rules for stunts and for fighting in film to now uh where he's just continued that um he he should definitely get something for it. I mean, he's, he's yeah, really I mean, innovated the yeah. way they should give him a lifetime achievement work. award or something. But actually, the, a really weird bit of news. Uh, I actually saw this recently. So the, the, they basically the scientists had isolated this new fungicide and they called it uh-huh. Keanumycin um, because the group of chemical po- compounds are so deadly. They reminded the researchers of his action movie roles. Oh. So now he, he has a fungicide named over. I mean, how many people can <laughs> say they have a fungicide named after them? Uh, probably very few. Very few. So, I mean, uh, you know, Academy Award. I, I, mm, honestly, yeah. I kind of think the fungicide thing is cooler. Yeah, it's, it's called uh, Keanu Myosin. Yeah. So it's very official. Now he's out there. Kung Fu fighting weeds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I mean fungi. Or yeah, I mean <laughs> mold. Well, well, yeah, I mean fungi are it's a big thing right now. There's like the there's that killer fungus going around. Uh, of course, there's the Last of Us. And, right, um, the Last of Us, which has been a huge hit. So um, you know, maybe maybe Keanu. Uh, Keanu, he, he might uh, save the world at some point. Keanu Myson might be is the cure. Might be the cure. He might just save the world. Yeah, we can save the world. We can make sure that. Uh, you know, no spoilers. Never mind. <laughs> no um, spoilers. For those of you who are watching that show, I'm not going to say anything further about it. Um, so, you know, most recently, you know, as we said, John Wick 4 has been released. Netflix now has acquired the rights to the comic work book uh, Berserker, created and written by Keanu Reeves and Matt Kint and drawn by Matt Garvey. Uh, a live action adaption film is being planned along with two seasons of an anime series produced by the anime studio Production IG of Ghost in the Shell and Attack on Titan and uh, IQ, IQ fame. And like, I mean, they're, they're, they're a big... They're I mean, prolific. That's big time. Yeah. yeah so it's, I mean, it, well, Attack on Titan, Ghost in Shell is big time. That's all you need to say. You don't if really you said, need to I mean, hell, If that. you said Attack on Titan now to most people, yeah. you know, like that that's entered... I would say even people who don't watch anime would they would know have known about it. Yeah, Attack everybody knows about it. Yeah, uh, Ghost on Shell was also made into live action films. Uh, one starring was that Scarlett Johansson? Yeah, that was a disaster. Right, but like, like yellow now face. Now everybody and all kinds knows of stuff. who that is. They oh, yeah. know, they know Ghost in Shell. So 
But yeah. also, Ghost Ghost in the Shell was obviously it was a huge influence on the Matrix, and mm. the Wachowskis were very right. influenced uh, when they were uh, thinking about the film. And even if you look at, um, there's a character in it that wears glasses without without the. Um, Handles that wrap around the ears, uh-huh. uh, the the pinch on the more, nose, yeah, right? Just the pinch just on the like nose, just like Morpheus, like Morpheus. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, those so, classic. But if you watch the glasses. original, and anybody who has not seen Ghost in the Shell, sure, yes, needs to just go watch it immediately because it's amazing. After you watch the entire catalog of Canaries, of course. Yeah. But, right. Um, that could take a while. Assuming you know, assuming you've got a couple of weeks and or months worth of time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can yeah, make your way down to that. Yeah, you, your your life would have to be pretty much dedicated and, to and it. I yeah, think. you know, by the time you finish, uh, maybe they'll have adapted Berserker, and you'll be able to go right into yeah. that. Have you read uh, any of the Berserker? No, I've I not have read actually. Those comics. Yeah, it's, it's, it, I, I enjoyed it actually. It's yeah. I, I, I haven't read all the um, issues yet. Uh, but it's like a really intriguing setup, and um, it's kind of like the main character is looks like Keanu Reeves, basically like hmm. super jacked up, and okay. he's like. Punching holes through people's heads and chests and stuff, and it's like that super, very cool. It's super ultra violent. Well, and, that but, sounds like easily adaptable to video game. Yeah, but it's um, it, yeah, but it's got kind of basically the the premise is that he's this immortal guy who can't die, right? Um, and oh. so they're just and the government is like using him for nefarious purposes, and there's like a whole bunch of stuff going on. But it's right, a, right. It, it's pretty cool actually. Um, it sounds I, very if cool. If you're if you like manga and comics, I, mm-hmm. I would definitely recommend checking it out. I think the the issue one I think set some kind of record. It, it sold six hundred fifteen thousand copies, um, which is the most copies any single issue has sold since I think the a Star Wars comic came out. Wow. And they considered an independent comic. I think so. It's the it's it's because it was a Kickstarter. Yes, and uh, so technically, I think it's the it's the highest selling independent comic ever. There you go, Keanu Reeves taking the comic world uh, by storm. Yeah, coming out of left field using Kickstarter. Yeah, I mean, hey, um, I mean, hell, the comic book world must be tough if someone like Keanu Reeves has to come at it from like an yeah. angle. You know, he can't even get in. Yeah, that's pretty rough. So I guess we have our maybe so our final thoughts and uh, takeaways. Um, well, who people assume you are at the beginning of your career uh, won't necessarily be what they see at the end. And I feel like this is true of a lot of people. This is true in general of just life. You know, the, you know, the truth will eventually come out uh, about who you are. And certainly that's happened for Keanu. I'm just glad that it's happened while well, he's been able to enjoy it, uh, you know, starting out as an airhead. Again, this is this was his reputation. You know, he wasn't this person, but you know, starting out as somebody who was seen as an airhead and becoming a, you know, a wonderful philanthropist and just all around good guy, you know, has, has been a, a wonderful arc for him. Um, I also just think it's interesting uh, how multifaceted he's managed to be, um, going from being a you know a hockey player an avid hockey player to now he's an actor and at the same time he's a musician you know playing on stage on the same stage with david bowie of all people you know he's, he's just you know a, re- a renaissance man yeah yeah and, you know now he's doing comic books he's doing art you know well, well, well he's making motorcycles yeah uh you know there, there are a lot of levels to this individual you know that maybe you didn't notice and if you aren't uh 
if you if you haven't uh, been paying attention to him, uh, you wouldn't have known. Yeah, and I think if you if you watch any interviews with him, it's very clear that he's a he's a deep thinker. He's he's clearly like a, a highly intelligent guy. I think it's it's almost to your point. It's kind mm-hmm. of almost ironic where I guess he did such a good job playing an airhead in Bill and Ted's that people just assume that's what he was like. It's kind of ironic. Oh, he's such a bad mm-hmm. actor. He must be an airhead. It's like no, that you're just confusing him with. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, I think don't judge a book by its cover, and you never know what you. Know, I guess when you you meet someone and or you see someone. Um, people make assumptions based on how they look or how right. they act or how much money they have or don't have. And, yeah, you, you just never know. Everybody's got a story. And, uh, yeah, and Keanu certainly has his. And he has his privacy, too. Yeah. And so hopefully we, we haven't been invasive in any way. And um, <laughs> uh, But, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, that's, that's basically uh, my takeaway. Right. Um, now, as for sources today, uh, one source was the... Uh, Norton Cinema for their biography of Keanu Reeves with his full name, Keanu Charles Reeves. Also, an edition of Vogue International from 2014. We've also got uh, Pete Slaughter on Cork's A Late and Inner Assassin, uh, New York Times. Very good. I, I was, um, I was, I, I'm glad that you actually kept track of some of your sources <laughs> because I did not. Right. Um, I figured, eh, I use the internet because he's the internet's boyfriend, so I thought I would talk to the internet. Yeah, no, no, they're very online about him. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 that's a big thing. So let us know your thoughts on the episode. Do you have anything you feel like you can add to this conversation that we might have left out? Or do you have any suggestions for? Men we should cover in the future. Uh, follow the podcast uh, on Twitter at Big Rep Pod. And Instagram and TikTok at Big Reputations Pod. Send us a message or email us at Big Reputations Pod at gmail.com. We'd, We'd love, love to, to hear, hear from, from you. you. Uh, subscribe to us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Share us with your friends, your family, and members of the high table. Yes, those people too. So subscribe, leave us a five-star review. Check out our Big Reputations merch. The link is in the show notes as well as in our link tree found in all of our social media platforms. Be sure to take a picture and tag us when you make a purchase. We'll like it. We, we look at all of the photos you I'm post. just waiting for the shower curtain. <laughs> uh, you know, or the, the toilet seat cover. I guess. Oh, yes. That's a big one. We've been waiting to see someone take a photo with that one. And remember, we've got a Patreon now. We're at patreon.com slash bigreputationspod. Or just check out the link in our link tree. Whether you pledge $2 or $5, you'll get a shout in our episodes. And if you choose the $5 level, you'll have exclusive access to our little Reputations episodes. Pretty cool. Yep. So we're leaving you now. And act like wherever you are, that's the place to be. Right. What's that from? That's from uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. Uh, Damone. Mm. Yeah. And so basically I'm going to uh, take a quote just directly from Keanu. Uh, so, but I did Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. They made a cereal out of it. So once you've had a cereal, it doesn't get much more surreal than that. Surreal cereal. Nice. <laughs>